Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Restless with Experience. I am Mark McGraw, one half of the most illustrious tag team in the fucking universe, multiverse, and everywhere else in between. Now, I was considering maybe opening up the show with a little bit of music, but I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get into talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling and their year for 2020. It's been a very interesting year for 2020, but I'm going to get into that. My co-host and the host of the show, DJ Davis, just put up some fire barn burning episodes. And I know that you guys enjoy those. And um, we ask you to continue enjoying those. And we ask you to continue supporting our effort. If you like our podcast, and if you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, Tuned In, and Podcast Addict, we thank you for doing just that. Just tuning in to peep what we're doing. We appreciate that oh so much. And we're going to get right into it. This is New Japan Pro Wrestling's 2020 Year in Review. 2020 for New Japan has been a very interesting year. From the starting off from a high of a two-day Wrestle Kingdom with the crowning of the double champion, the retirements of both Manabu Nakanishi and Jushin Thunder Liger, we've also seen the shift of the company in the advent of the pandemic. New Japan had wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling had continued to make strides with new programming, the changing of administration, the building of new stars, back-to-back tournament winners, surprising heel turns, and lastly, getting back on track and setting a course that many countries can follow from their example. This is my 2020 year in review for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think I might want to start in reverse order, but then again, knowing me, I'm going to go directly from 1 to 10, and I think it's more extensive to do it that way than to continue playing around with flipping it from 10 to 1. So number one, the first ever two-day Wrestle Kingdom. The start of the new year of the calendar for New Japan Pro Wrestling went from being a four-hour event one day to becoming a two-day event. On the card, we got to see many first. We got to see the first women's match on night one, the first of two Liger ret- retirement matches with him taking on men who had a, a major part in his career with El Samurai, Tiger Mask, Tatsumi Fujinami, The Great Sasuke, Naoki Sano, Tatsuhito, Takaiwa, Ryusuke Taguchi, and many others. And then on the following night, him teaming up with Naoki Sano to take on Hiromu Takahashi, and Dragon Lee or Ryu Lee and him passing the torch to Hiromu Takahashi to lead the junior heavyweight division. We also get to see uh, on night one, G1 Climax winner Kota Ibushi losing to Kazuchika Okada and Jay White. Losing the 
the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship to Naito Tetsuya, which set up the stage for night two with Naito defeating Okada to become the first ever double champion. Uh, the first also seen Hiroshi Tanahashi take on Chris Jericho, while Ospreay losing the junior championship to the returning Hiromu Takahashi, and the Gorillas of Destiny losing the heavyweight tag belts to the tag league winners, Finn Juice. And we also seen John Moxley capture the U.S. title on night one from Lance Archer and defending the title against Juice Robinson on night two. Number three, Manabu Nakanishi's saying farewell with the rest of the third generation class of Tenkozi, Yuji Nagata, taking on Tanahashi, Ibushi, Okada, and Goto in a eight-man tag match, which led off to his retirement. We also got to see Chaos taking on LIJ in six-man tag action, and we also got to see the retirement of Taiga Hitori. Taiga Hitori is one of the best referees of all time, so um, he had a very nice retirement tour, and uh, his official retirement came in February. Number four, between this time as the country closed, New Japan and many of the companies had to make serious changes to entertain the fans. Many of the foreign wrestlers had to stay home. New Japan had to adjust with specials, interviews, various programs, and even airing movies such as My Dad is a Heel Wrestler, starring Tanahashi to entertain the masses of fans globally. Until June of 2020, which saw the company reopen and a development of new, soul, new shows such as New Japan Strong, which showcased the American talent in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Such guys as Danny Limelight, TJP, ACH, and Fred Dossier, the former Darren Young, NWA, and ROH stars as well. Number five, Harold May stepping down as the CEO of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Many say that his step down was due to him not fulfilling the promise of solidifying the Western expansion in the United States. With the departure of Bullet Club members, Lance Archer, Davey Boy Smith Jr., and so many others, Harold May's step down was pretty much it. Now that he's gone, there's a good chance maybe that uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling can solidify not only their expansion in the West, but to make partnerships that a lot of people are looking to see. In particular, a lot of people are looking and hoping that um, New Japan Pro Wrestling can probably partner up with AEW. Number six, new stars being made. We've seen the rise of the following new stars rise to prominence in New Japan, such as Yodosuji and Yuya Emura, the Young Lions. Um, I got to throw in um, Gabriel Kidd. Those three men, you got to keep an eye out on. Shingo Takagi, although he's not a new star, but he definitely held his weight 
and pulled his load as um, the never open weight champion. Um, he's definitely made a mark this year. Show from Rapongi 3K having to adjust with his partner Yo being out on um injury with him stepping up in the ju junior heavyweight division. So he's definitely doing his thing. Yoshihashi. I definitely got to talk about that cat. Yoshihashi was pretty much like the fall guy. He was in the Yujiro Takahashi position for Chaos. But this year, he definitely stepped his game up. And he did not disappoint. I kind of noticed the difference within, within him when uh, I was watching him in the New Japan Cup this year. He definitely did his thing. And, of course, him finally capturing a New Japan Championship. He's currently one-third of the Never Six-Man Tag Team Champions. And he's definitely doing good. Evil is another person who... Many people were saying he was going to get a push for 2020, but nobody saw the push that he was getting and that he got. And man, did that um, provide dividends with um, him winning the New Japan Cup, going on to win by any means necessary, going on to turn heel on Naito, and joining the Bullet Club, and then going on to become double champion at Dominion, and shocking the world. Also, we got to see um, the return of two young lions from their excursion, Master Wato, who's um, rising up in the junior heavyweight division, and he's being mentored right about now by Hiroshi Tenzan, and there's a good chance that he's going to be going after his first title, which will be the junior heavyweight tag team titles. Um, that's going to be pretty damn good. Wado is going to uh, have a bright career, and he's going to do pretty damn good. And, of course, like I mentioned earlier, Evil talked about him. Also, Samurai. No, I'm about to say Samurai. What the hell am I saying? El Desperado has been doing some... Uh, Real, real good stuff. So he's definitely rising to become the foil for Hiromu Takahashi as well. New Japan leading the way. Oh, wait. I jumped jumped ahead. We've seen surprising heel turns with Evil turning on Los Angrenobles on the last night of the New Japan Cup. Like I mentioned earlier, we've seen Evil defeating Sonata to win the cup. Only to turn on Naito and, and defeat Naito for the belt to become the second ever double champion at uh, Dominion. That sent shockwaves. And that was some really crazy shit. The other one, as of recent, is the return of Will Ospreay and him forming the brand new faction, The Empire, with the great Okarn, be a Priestley and Jeff Cobb. Now, <clears throat> there was a one-on-one -on -one match between Osprey and Okada, with Osprey getting the win over on Okada due to outside interference 
by both being Priestley and the man to be known as the great Okan. Okan came back from England from Rev Pro, and um, he made his presence felt. And they formed the Empire. And also with them forming the Empire, Jeff Cobb being a member of the, of the organization is going to bring forth a lot of interesting um, factors to this, ma- to this matchup. It, or actually to this faction. Well, you have um, Osprey, who is the um, Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion. You also have Ocon, who is getting ready to get into a feud with Tanahashi. And Jeff Cobb looking to get a crack at Shingo Takagi and the Never Openweight Championship. So you definitely got to keep an eye out on that. And Bea Priestley, being that she's um, a wrestler with stardom, that looks like it's going to be a very interesting thing as well, being that stardom is owned by New Japan, and they are pretty much working in the same companies. It will be interesting seeing to see how this is going to turn out with stardom's involvement with New Japan. Maybe she might um, recapture the singles title. It may defend the title or challenge for the title at Wrestle Kingdom this year. So that's going to be something to look at. New Japan leading the way, opening up wrestling back to the fans. New Japan's first event with fans was the Dominion card where we saw Evil defeating Naito to become the double champion, along with Dick Togo. New Japan issued things such as new ways for crowd participation. God, I can't even talk. Participation. Participation. There we go. Crowd participation. Such as interactive cheering and booing through their smartphones. And then slowly but surely bringing fans in to places like Jinko Stadium. Then the G1 Climax, the World Tag League, and the Best of Super Junior. But before they did that, they started off doing the empty arena shows. With them doing the empty arena shows, naturally it was the best bet for them to do. Um, But slowly but surely, they started working on things as the Japanese government was working on uh, means to get people back into some sense of normalcy during the pandemic in New Japan, along with various other wrestling companies out there in Japan, have been utilizing everything in their power to not only get the wrestlers back to work, but to get the fans back in. And like I said, with New Japan doing stuff in the States, slowly but surely, they were bringing in wrestlers back to Japan so that they can compete on the main stage. For example, um, all of the foreign heels, such as Tamatanga, Tangaloa, um, they were working in the U.S. for the New Japan Strong Shows, and they have been there, you know, back and forth. So they're constantly there in between and in there, between the States and Japan. But they work those shows first to get back into ring shape and to get back to their timing, and they went back over there to Japan. Um, Fale, Hanare, Jay White, all those guys from the... Um, from Australia and New Zealand and so forth, they were going back to the States to work out. And then 
they came back to Japan to work out. Kenta, coming from Florida, working New Japan strong, then bringing working his way back to the main roster. And the same thing with Finjuice, with those guys uh, working over there in L.A., and then coming back to the main roster as well. All right. Stars being made, having impactful years for New Japan for 2020. We see men like Yano Toru utilize his YouTube fame and utilizing his restaurant and all kind of whatnot to become a star. They always utilize um, Yano for special events and all kind of things. And he's been a real good pitch, man. So he's definitely done his thing. Not only that, with his outside endeavors, with the food, the restaurants, the drinks, and all this other stuff that he got his hands in. He's like the merch seller. He's selling the t-shirts. I think he's having the biggest sale with the most t-shirts in New Japan Pro Wrestling and other merchandise. But he is also the first ever King of Pro Wrestling champion. He won that title in the Fatal 4-Way finale at um, Jingle Stadium. We had Yoshihashi, like I mentioned earlier, winning his first ever title in New Japan Pro Wrestling, winning the Never Six-Man Tag Team Championship. Kenta winning the New Japan U.S. Cup and looking to get a crack at the U.S. Heavyweight title, which is currently around the waist of John Moxley. Evil winning both the New Japan Cup and the double titles. Hiromu Takahashi winning the Best of the Super Junior uh, tournament. El Fantasmo, um, as of this reading, is the is a two-time Super J Cup winner, two years in a row. He was the winner last year, and he's the winner this year. He defeated ACH to win the title this year. And, of course, Naito becoming a two-time double crown champion. Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. winning the heavyweight tag belts. Minoru Suzuki and Shingo trading the never heavyweight title, the never openweight championship, um, back and forth with each other. And Kota Ibushi um, winning the G1 Climax two years in a row. And we've also seen Tanahashi and Okada take a slide down the card just a bit just to help the new stars. Same thing with Takuchi. Takuchi took a slide down on the cards as well. Um, we've seen a lot of that taking place. However, not to take anything away from what Tanahashi um, has done this year, Tanahashi... Um, did win the heavyweight tag belts from the Gorillas of Destiny along with Kota Ibushi. Um, Okada, at the time, um, was feuding with... Who was he feuding with? He was still going through his feud with Jay White, um, but that was put on hold until um, when Jay White came back. So right now, you know, he's focusing on Will Ospreay to help build up Osprey and take him up to the next level in the cards. And that's what's going on over there for New Japan Pro Wrestling with that. Um, and lastly, I'm just going to focus it right here. The creation of the Double Crown. The Double Crown formation has helped change 
the scene in New Japan Pro Wrestling. With the titles being unified, we've only had but two double champions since January of this year. With Naito having, I would say, three title defenses as the double crown champion, winning the title in January, defending the title in February against Kenta, losing the belt in June to Evil, recapturing the belt from Evil, and defending the title against who did he, he recently defended the title against somebody I think he gave Evil another shot at the belt you know um, I think that's what it is I'm gonna have to look that up and then of course you know um, Evil winning the title and then defending it successfully against Hiromu Takahashi only to drop it back to Naito and These have made these um, plans interesting right about now. And what it does is it sets the stage for the arrival of new champions and new challengers. Well, I went to say new challengers for the title because um, the way that this card is being shaped up, the way that the, the, the challengers for the double title is being shaped up, it's interesting. You have guys like... Uh, you know, besides Kota Ibushi, definitely. You have Jay White. You have Kenta. Um, possibly Jeff Cobb. Taichi. Um, Minoru Suzuki, possibly. Osprey, definitely. Um, I could see Will Osprey getting a crack at that. Maybe Jeff Cobb getting a crack at the title. Um, Taichi, definitely. Oh, it was Zack Sabre Jr., excuse me. Um... Also, both guys put in a lot of ring time this year, um, especially Naito and Evil. So you got to give credit where credit is due um, with both those guys. Um, so that's my year in review for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I got to you know, say that New Japan has been, definitely been good, um, decent for this year. One of the things I do have to mention, and I think that this will probably work for some of the other promotions um, for WWE, AEW, ROH, Impact, and so forth. If they use the model that New Japan has done for this year, wrestling in America could be a success again due to the following things. They can, you know, uh, work with the with the legislation in the states. They can work with the talent. They can work with the fans. They can do some things to put up some really good measures to protect the fans and to protect the wrestlers. Keep testing the wrestlers. Keep testing the fans as they come to the shows. Utilize the interactive cheering and booing. You know, make sure that they do that. I would also suggest what they what they can do here in the States. You know, like they said, you know, just continue with the testing. Take the temperature. If they're not feeling good. They have to go home, you know, refund them their money or what have you. Um, they can also utilize different programming. But, you know, where the Americans kind of got a edge over the Japanese is the fact that um, the American promotions, 
they can create as much content as they like, as they can continue to do. But as Impact taking advantage of the online content from their talent, AEW's taking um, liberty with their talent to allow them to create the miscellaneous talent and things that on content, not say talent, um, to create ta- um, content, about to say talent again, um, on their shows, they're doing good in that area. Whereas with WWE, various people can do certain things and various people can't. But although the WWE got like their Thunderdome concept and stuff like that, speaking on that on another note, you know, um, but they could do some more things to um, really allow the wrestlers to be free to do some more things so that they can help create more content for the company. I like what New Japan is doing, you know, because it's not just like the other talent. I'm well, actually, I don't know why I'm saying it like that. You have Naito doing his stuff. You got Hiromu. With a YouTube channel. And he's promoting his stuff. You have show. I think he's doing a podcast. I think Sonata's doing a podcast. Um, I think. Um, like I said. Yano. He has his um, YouTube channel. I know that. Um, Liger. Has a YouTube channel as well. You know. They're doing a whole bunch of stuff. So. I think that's where. WWE. AEW. And some of the other companies. Can take advantage of. Um creating their content i think new japan needs to create more content more and more um i like the fact that they're doing the tournaments the way that they did they did their new japan cup they did the g1 climax they combined the world tag league and the best of super juniors this year together they did the um new japan cup usa they did the super j cup this year and they did the young lions cup so they did pretty good with that and that's just my take so, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for tuning in for Wrestlers with Experience. Once again, my name is Mark Morell. You can follow me on all my social medias, XM Nightbuster on Twitter, M Double Forty Four on Instagram. Follow Dedrick Davis on his social media, Dedrick Davis on Demand on Twitter. Uh, we're both on Facebook, so you can just look us up, Mark A. Morell, Dedrick Davis, and. Again, we thank you for tuning in on your favorite stream, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, Tuned In, and Podcast Addict. We thank you once again for tuning in for this episode. And if you viewers got your take on what do you think was good for New Japan Pro Wrestling for 2020, please let me know. Send your emails, send your questions, send your responses, send your replies. Um, send it to us and hopefully we'll get a chance to read them over the air so until then ladies and gentlemen my name is Mark Morell recently soon in possession of my master's degree by the way one half of the most illustrious tag team on God's green earth along with DJ Davis and we'll see you guys soon take care and have a good one